On today's action-packed episode, we'll tell you who we think are going to be the best players in the NL Central for the upcoming 2023 fantasy baseball season. Let's lock on in. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics. Welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, your number one source for fantasy baseball knowledge. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my co-host, Matthew Ane. Yo, yo. You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball and we'll be there. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, especially on YouTube. We love talking fantasy baseball with you. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. As I mentioned earlier, we're talking NL Central today, guys. And first up, you know, got to go with those Cardinals. Matt, who we got first on that team? Oh, yeah. You know, we got the NL MVP here, and that's Mr. Paul Goldie 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 Schmidt. And uh, let me get his name up there for everybody. And uh, Goldie was just absolutely phenomenal last year. I mean, of course, he won the NL MVP. But besides that, I mean, his stats are actually outrageous. Um, I'm very blown away at his age 35 season. He had a season like this just to begin with. You know, I figured we'd see a decline, but that just doesn't seem to be the case. He just keeps getting better every year if you really think about it. And last year was no different. At 561 at-bats, he had 35 home runs, 106 runs, 115 stolen uh, – wow, that would have been a lot – 115 <laughs> rivies and seven stolen bases to go with that. And he batted 317. So, I mean, if he's doing this at, at 35, I don't see how he doesn't do this at 36. The only thing that I, I'm even more – just a little concerned about is maybe if the injuries start coming up because he is on that older side of the, the ball. But other than that – I'm drafting him as my number one overall first baseman, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I lied. My number three. I changed it the other day. (laughs) Ah, There you go, brother. Fair enough. I mean, I I agree with you pretty much on everything with Paul Goldschmidt there. Right now, Paulie Paulie Goldschmidt is coming off the board as the fourth number one, uh, fourth first baseman. At the 24th pick, I mean, I think this top four first baseman, when you're talking about Vlad, Freddie, Pete Alonso, and Goldie, you know, you can't go wrong with any one of them. I have Paul Goldschmidt as my number two first baseman. And, guys, just want to always throw that out there. If you guys, you know, go to our website, check out our rankings, which are in our link tree, by the way. You can find us everything on there. Our rankings are skewed more towards head-to-head category leagues and Roto. So make sure you're taking that into account when you're looking at our rankings. But let's move on to our next guy here, and that's Mr. Nolan Arenado, another guy that's just, you know, aging like fine wine. The transition from Colorado to St. Louis hasn't been as hard as most of us thought it was going to be for him. Had an absolute monster year last year for Mr. Nolan Arenado. He uh, followed right behind his buddy, Paul Goldschmidt. I got his stats right here for you. He played 148 games. That's Nolan Arenado again. 73 runs. 30 bombs, 103 ribbies, even chipped in five steals, and he hit 293. 
what else can you ask from Nolan Arenado? Uh, once again, he's um, I have him at as far as third baseman go. I have him as my number five third baseman. Only a few guys ahead of him there, and I don't think you can go wrong taking Nolan Arenado for your fantasy drafts this year. Yeah, no, he's going to be a stud. I'm, I'm the doubter. I had him a couple of years ago, and then I let him walk. And then, God, he just went off after his bounce-back season on year two of uh, St. Louis. So good for Arenado. Let's move on. I got Mr. Jack Flaherty, um, the man, the mission, the talent, at least so we think. Um, the guy guy just can't stay healthy. He's been throwing with a, with a torn shoulder for the last couple of years. And to be honest, I think it's affecting it. Dom and I were talking earlier, and he brought up his velos down from the 2019 season where he was throwing gas at 95 miles per hour. He's now down to 93. And he's increased his rate of uh, – increased the amount of fastball he's thrown. So that's never a good sign. On top of that, with the torn shoulder, that is going to play a difference in terms of, you know, is is he going to last the whole season? So it's one of those things where I'm just not too confident in him as a talent or as a player more, not the talent, because I just don't know if he's going to stay on the field. And last year just was not fun to have him, even when he came back. Because, I mean, to be honest, he had, what, 36 innings pitched. Um, sorry, baseball reference is just not as fun to read. But um, he had um, – Jesus, let me just read it up up here. Here we go. He had a 341, uh, a 425 ERA. He had two wins, and he had, you know, 33 strikeouts. Now the strikeouts are there. That's what that's what um, Jack is known for. But at the same time, you know, I'm just not feeling if he's going to be a healthy guy. He's going to be on my flanges list. And for anybody that hears me say flanges, it's just me calling them injury prone. And I think this is going to be the start of something not good. So you know, that's Jack Flaherty for you in a nutshell. Matt, if you, if you could, while I'm starting around here, just let us know where you got him ranked. Because I actually moved him down. As Matt mentioned, we were talking about him earlier today. I moved him down. I had him at 40. I moved him down 10 spots to 50 for all the reasons that Matt already mentioned. Through those, you know, eight starts, nine games last year, you know, Matt gave you the innings in the ERA. But that whip was horrible, too. He had a 1-6 whip. And, I mean, he did have two good starts to finish up the year. But... Yeah, so we're right. We're in sync with him. It's just it's it's very tough to be optimistic about Jack Flaherty's outlook for this season. If you can get him as your number five or six starter and you want to take that risk, go for it. I wouldn't pair him with somebody like DeGrom or Scherzer, though, who was also kind of injury prone. You know, it's just tough taking all of that risk in one draft. But let's move on to a newly acquired player for the St. Louis Cardinals, and that's Wilson Contreras. I'm a little bit more optimistic about Wilson Contreras than Jack Flaherty. I also have Wilson Contreras ranked as my number seven catcher. So you could take him as your starting catcher, and you could definitely reap the rewards in that. I think he's going to be a lot better than he was last year, you know, on the Cubs. Because, you know, the Cubs don't have a great team. Those counting stats weren't as sexy as you would like from Mr. Wilson Contreras. But last year, as a 30-year-old, Wilson had played 113 games. He had 65 runs, 22 bombs, only 55 RBIs, four steals, and he had 243. Wouldn't really count on Wilson for that high of a batting average. He's a 256 career hitter. So if he hits you around 250 and upside 260 with 20, 25 bombs, but I think those counting stats for Contreras are going to be a lot better than the 65 runs at 55 RBIs. If he gets here around 75 RBIs, you know, 70 runs, maybe 75 runs, I think it's going to be an absolute steal. Take him as your starting catcher and feel confident in it with Wilson Contreras. 
Yeah, no, you can't go wrong with Contreras. To be honest, he's been one of my favorite pitchers over the last couple of years. I haven't ranked as my number fifth overall catcher. I think it's a great, great uh, move for him. Definitely beats being on Chicago for sure. But uh, one thing I'm going to say is, you know, for our next question here is, where are you going to draft Corbin Burns? But the question about that is, I have something else for you. We have a really great sponsor here, and that is FanDuel. And here at Lockdown, we're super excited about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel. Download FanDuel now so that you can place your bet on Super Bowl 57 with no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Man, did those Eagles look great last Sunday. Man, I'm betting on them. Just a heads up, everybody. They're going to win that thing. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid instantly. So join FanDuel now at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. So let's get back into talking about Mr. Corbin Burns, probably one of my favorite pitchers this year. He's going to be absolutely lights out like he always is. And, man, he was lights out last year. He had 202 innings pitched last year, and he had 243 strikeouts. That's just astronomical to begin with. I mean, the guy can just, you know, paint paint the corners and just really get guys out. He had a .96 ER, uh, whip, which was really phenomenal. You know, he's not walking a lot of guys. And to boot, he had 12 wins, which, I mean, you know, it is what it is. And a 294 ERA. I mean, what can you ask more from one of the best pitchers in the game right now? And just so everybody knows where I got him ranked, I've gotten really bullish, Dom. You may be, may be surprised with this. He's going to be my number one pitcher this year. You got him number one? Yes, sir. Wow. Well, you be know dra- what, Matt? I'm going to be drafting him everywhere. I got man. him number one as well. Oh, man. Because <laughs> I know he's your guy, yeah, but, like, I'm, a, I'm finally I got him on the train. One as well. Yeah, it's, it's my guy. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, there's no, no there's, there's room, say. brother. There's room. He's, you know, he, he's, yeah, he's going to be, you know, 28 years old this year. Last year, he finally got over that 200 innings mark. Guy is, he throws a great fastball. It's just great curveball. He mixes in that slider, change up, you know, sinker, mix it. He's absolutely dominant. Just take him, take him as your number one pitcher and feel very, very, happy about it but matt now let's transition to uh, your your boy your you know the other ace <laughs> on the the team that's brandon mr woody woodruff the, the sheriff maybe maybe that nickname will stick over here i don't know if anyone calls him that if they do you know uh you could have all the credit in the world for that but you know just like woody from toy story we're gonna call mr brandon woodruff, woodruff the sheriff last year he did deal with matt what did he have again with the hand uh what, um, what's it called i can't think of the, the name of the injury oh man now you got me my wife has oh, it too God, it's it's, it's, it's escaping a, me at the moment yeah right yeah I, I could describe it though so essentially what it is is his fingertips get cold and <laughs> um and it's with, with yes, his with, yes. with his um oh, with his Lord. veins and they make his fingertips to- cold which is hard to get a good grip um it is quite uncomfortable and being that you know he's on, on the Brewers in a colder area, it doesn't start getting warm till about mid-May. So that could be something of a problem in the beginning of the season. So, you know, just something to look at when you're drafting Woodruff, but he's not affecting how I'm drafting him. But Dom, take it away. I apologize. No, you're good. I just, it's still escaping me, and I thought I was going to be able to find it, and I did not. Raynoids. Last year, Mr. Raynoids. Brandon Woodruff, he had 
Raynoids. There you go. That's what it is. Ray, he had Raynoid syndrome, as Matt described. Yeah, Matt actually described it perfectly. So I'm going to leave that there. As a 29-year-old, though, last year, Mr. Woodruff, 13 wins, four losses, 305 ERA, 27 starts, 153 innings, 190 strikeouts, 107 whip. Woodruff's been a, a beast for the last uh, since 2018, however long that is. I have Woodruff as my number nine starting pitcher, uh, which is, I think, where he's going right now in NFBC ADP over the last month for Woodruff, you know, thir- pick 36. Uh, I think you could take him as your ace in most leagues, feel very comfortable about it. I think this might be the year where he gets to 200 innings and has like that monster, monster season. Just take Woodruff as your ace and feel very confident and happy about it. Oh, hell yeah. He's going to be incredible. Now, let's talk about another ace because you know what? The one thing the Brewers are not short of is pitchers, and that's Mr. Freddie Peralta. Now, everybody's probably cringing because I said this name because if you did hold on to him last year, you scooped him up in midseason. When he came back, he wasn't so hot. And also, too, you were waiting for him all year, and he was a pretty high draft pick. So, you know, this is where, like, hey, I'm going to give you my outlook and my expectations of what he's going to do this year, right? Because, I mean, the guy career-wise has just been outrageous, in my opinion. So I think he's going to be absolutely phenomenal. I'm not ranking him absolutely too high. But let's see where I got him. And I got him as my number 30 overall pitcher. And I think that that's a solid place to draft him. Because if you look at 2021, and what he did then was just absolutely outrageous. And 144 innings pitched, he had 195 strikeouts. He had, an, he had an ERA of 281, which is just absolutely phenomenal. And a whip of 097. Now, I'm not going to say he's going to have a sub three, especially since this will be his first time back and a lot of innings going from none to a whole bunch. But what I can say is I think he's going to he's going to return that value. And at, at, at pitcher 30, he's your two, maybe your three, depending on how your draft went. And I'm really comfortable with that. I don't I, I have no doubts in my mind that he's going to have a nice bounce back season and he's going to be incredible. And just just one last thing so I don't go on too long and hold everybody here. He's still only 21. He's still only 21. So there's still so much more to go. Oh, no. Well, so it's going to be just mm, Dynasty Leagues. Eat it up. That's it. Well, Matt, I just got to oh. throw the correction on you there. 26. He's actually going to be – he's going to be 27 this year. So 20, Yeah, my bad. Yeah, well, bad. he was 26 last year. He's going to be 27 for this season. Yeah. I read the wrong line. He so the thing with Freddie Peralta is, as Matt – yeah, no. You're, yeah, you're good, brother. You're good. He, he is still young, so, you know, you still want to target him. The only the only issue – I love Freddie Peralta. I had him as a keeper in, my, you know, one of my big leagues last year. He kind of let me down. The thing is that he's had shoulder injuries since 2019, right? In 2019, he had the S, uh, SC joint injury with his shoulder, and, you know, that kept him out a while. Then he had the, the lat, lat issue in 2022, and last year he was dealing with, the you know, the, the shoulder fatigue, and it just – just a lot of shoulder things going on there for Mr. Peralta. But the talent's there, right? Let's not knock the talent. Last year, he had a monster year, even though he didn't play a lot. Through the 17 stars, 358 ERA, 78 innings, 86 Ks, and a 103 whip. Talent is there for the kid, all the talent in the world. But the thing is, right now, he's a bargain. He's going off the board, 54th pitcher, which includes relief pitchers because NFBC, ADP, does not let you sort starters from relievers. So 54th overall pitcher, pick 145. If you can get him there, that's a bargain. I'm ranking him as my 27th starting pitcher this year. I really do love me some Freddie Peralta. The stuff is is absolutely elite. He throw he doesn't throw super hard, but the breaking stuff is really where he makes his name. So you know, I mean, 
you, I think you take Freddie Peralta and you'd be pretty happy about it. But let's move on to our last brewer here, and that's Mr. Willie Adamas. I know a lot of people were expecting a big breakout year from Big Willie, but you know he didn't necessarily do what everyone wanted him to do, right? You know, but he the bombs were there. That's what I like. Last year, Willie Adamas, 139 games, 83 runs, 31 bombs, 98 RBIs, eight steals. Thing is, the batting average dropped from 2021, where he had 285, to 238 last year. I think he sacrificed some of that batting average for power because he jumped up, you know, about six home runs, which is, you know, no, uh, big, you know, that's a big drop off, you know, uh, from, uh, well, from 2021 anyway. Uh, I'm not really sure what to do with Willie Adamas. I mean, I like him. I'm not going out of my way to take him super early. I actually have him ranked pretty low at shortstop. I have him ranked as my 19th shortstop, and that's. For ADP, let's compare it there. Yeah, I'm just – I'm not really big on Willie. You know, he, he's going to give you the counting stats. You know, they're going to be there with the runs and, you know, RBIs. Bombs are going to be there too. He's going to hurt you in batting average though. Doesn't steal a lot of bases. And shortstop's deep this year, guys. Shortstop is super, super deep. He's coming off the board as the 13th shortstop in NFBC ADP over the last month. Pick 96. I just like the guys behind him a little bit more. I like Pena better. I like Correa better. I'll even take, uh, you know, Ahmed Rosario over him as well. Now, it looks like you're agreeing with me over there, brother. Oh, yeah. I got him at number 17 overall for for shortstops. So, like, you know, I'm not even touching him with a 10-foot pole. If anything, he's my last pick in the draft to see, like, hey, is he going to be what he was two years ago or that he showed two years ago that he could possibly break out? You know, outside of that, I'm really not going to waste a lot of draft capital on this guy or draft him anywhere outside of, like, a dark throw at the end. So... Yeah. Yeah, brother. You know, with that being said, I think we're going to talk some pirates coming up next. And how good is O'Neill Cruz going to be for your fantasy teams in 2023? Before we touch on that, though, I'd like to let you guys know about the Locked On MLB uh, Prospects podcast hosted by our colleague, Lindsay. He's absolute uh, prospect encyclopedia. Guy knows everything about prospects. And if you like us, you're going to love him. So make sure you check that out. But also, I got another little treat here for you guys. If you're like me, you got that full-time job, you're hitting the gym, you need a quick snack that isn't going to be super high on calories, but still has that taste that you're looking for, you got to try Built Bar. Not sure how Built Bar does it, but these bars taste delicious while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is that they're healthy. Built Bars only have 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. So if you're in the gym trying to get big, you got to get that protein in, right? And uh, Built Bars are going to do that for you. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. You can now get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Man, I definitely want to try that peanut butter brownie one too. I know I was ranting about the churro one the other day, but that peanut butter brownie might be it. But with that being said, guys, let's get into those pirates. And as I said, can't bury the lead here. O'Neill Cruz is that guy. I know we talked about O'Neill Cruz in our, what was it, our Rising Stars episode, Matt? I think that's what we called it, our Rising Star episode. So mm-hmm. if you really want an in-depth analysis of O'Neill Cruz, be sure to go back and check that one out. 
But O'Neill Cruz, man, he had a pretty decent year last year for a rookie. 87 games, 45 runs, 17 bombs, 54 RBIs, 10 steals. He only hit 233, once again, over 87 games. But he killed it down the stretch. He was absolutely monstrous. Once again, if you want to hear all that deep analysis on him, go back, listen to the Rising Stars episode. I will say this for O'Neill Cruz, though. He hits the ball harder than anybody in baseball. He also throws the ball harder than any shortstop in baseball. He broke um, a bunch of stat cast records last year. I have O'Neill Cruz as my 13th shortstop off the board. The thing is, is I might not even be able to get him there because NFBC ADP over the last month, he's going off the board 7th out of all shortstops, pick 71. And if you want to take him there, by all means, go for it. The kid's got all the upside in the world. I think this could be his his big breakout year. He's a 30-30 threat, maybe even a 40-40 threat in a couple of years. The batting average, I'm not 100% sure where that's going to wind up, but he really did from 2018 on in the minors. I'll read you off you know, in a row. From 2018, he had 286, 2019, 298, 2021, 310. And, I mean, the guy just goes out there and gets it done, you know. I can't really say much more about the kid. He's going to be 24 next year. Absolutely love him. Take him everywhere if you can get him, but don't overpay by too, too much. Yeah, Cruz is going to be phenomenal. But let's talk about somebody else that's kind of fantasy relevant only because we're not sure where he's going to land, and that's Brian Reynolds. There's a lot of talk of whether he's, <laughs> whether he's going to be actually moved or not. And I'm hoping he comes to the good old Yankees. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't move and he gets re-signed and he ends up staying on the Pirates, I'm not going to be happy with it, truthfully. Because there's just no fantasy value because who's he going to bring home besides Cruz? And I think Cruz might be hitting behind him. So, I mean, again, it's just not that great. Out of 542 at-bats last year, he batted 262. He had 74 runs, 62 ribbies. And see, this is what I mean about the the counting stats. are just not going to be there. He had 27 home runs, which is nothing to snuff at. That's actually pretty damn good. And then, you know, he, he chipped in like seven stolen bases. If he was on any other team, that's where I'd be like, man, this kid would be great. I think the, the counting stats would go way up and whatnot. So let's just see where this kid actually lands. And then we can come back and, and talk about him because if he does move, he's going to move up in my rankings. Right now, Reynolds is at, let's see real quick, at my 32nd overall outfielder. But again, outfield is kind of like not the greatest. So like you kind of got to deal with it. But at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of ranking him as if he is getting moved because it doesn't seem like he's he wants to stay. So we shall see. Yeah, Matt, we're we're pretty much in sync about Reynolds. I'm a little higher on him than you. I have him as my 28th outfielder. He's coming off the board, NFBC ADP over the last month. 22nd outfielder, pick 87. He's he's a kind of an enigma, kind of an enigma for Reynolds. I know you were talking about the lower counting stats, but let's go back to 2021. Same Pittsburgh Pirates team. I think they've only gotten better since then, but Brian Reynolds, 2021. 93 runs, 24 home runs, 90 RBIs, five steals, and he hit 302. I think there's a lot of upside with Brian Reynolds, especially as Matt said, he might get traded. It, 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 it's bullish. It's bullish if you ha- if you take him as your number two outfielder. But if he slips a little bit, you know, in your drafts, people, as Matt, like, you know, said, aren't as super high on him because he's on the Pirates, and you can get him as your number three outfielder, I think that's excellent. Once again, little for Brian Reynolds, a little – a little ballsy to take him as your number two, but if you can get him as your number three outfielder, that's definitely where I'm targeting him at the moment. But with that being said, let's move on to uh, a young gun from 
from uh, he last came up, and he was actually pretty good. And that's Ronsony Contreras, you know, starting pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And, you know, he, he wasn't great, but he was pretty solid last year. He had 18 starts, 379 ERA, 95 innings, 86 Ks. He's not going to blow you away with, the, you know, the fastball and the Ks. One, two, seven whip. I actually have him ranked. Let's see where I do have him ranked. I do have him ranked a little bit lower, but starting pitching is so deep this year. So if you can get Ron Snee, I have him as my 72 starting pitcher. So if you can get him as, you know, your last starting pitcher, maybe like your seventh, and you throw him out there, you know, and see see where the season goes with the kid. He's only going to be, what, uh, 23 years old next year. Maybe we get lucky and the Pirates move him as well because he's not going to win many games there. But I think he could help you in ERA. I think he could help you in whip if he gets everything going. He's got a good pitch mix. So, you know, that's that. I got him as, you know, like I said, in the 70s there. That's my number 72 starting pitcher. I, I just think you take him as one of your last guys and you go from there. Yeah, dart throws are always great at Pirates. That's how I feel about it. Because unless he gets traded, then he'll be phenomenal and then I'll draft him a lot higher. But until then, you know, yeah. I just need that Garrett Cole effect essentially. But let's move on. Exactly. I, I got the former rookie of the year here, and that's Mr. Jonathan India. Jonathan India had a bad season last year, honestly, after having a, a phenomenal rookie season. And he was riddled with uh, with injuries and whatnot, but still it just was not a Jonathan India season that we expected coming on to year two after having that great 2021 season. And let me just read it off real quick what he did in 2022 and 2021. Uh, he had, in 2022, he had 386 at-bats. He had 48 runs. He had 16 doubles two triples, 10 home runs, 41 ribbies, and batted 249. Now, that's a that's very down in terms of what I'm about to read you in 2021. He had 532 at-bats, 98 runs, 34 doubles, two triples, just like uh, this year, 21 home runs, and two and batted 269. Now, th- that's a steep difference. It's, it's really been cut in half, and to be completely honest, I'm hoping he returns to form. Hopefully he figures out his injury stuff, and, you know, he's not dealing with some flanges and whatnot. And we can see him return to return to fame here because I think the kid's really good. I think for the Reds, I think that ultimately he's their future. He's gonna be him and um, Ellie De La Cruz. You know, Jeff just got a got a Woody just for me saying it just now. Um, but I think that team is an up and coming team. Short porch, a lot of good young talent. I think they're gonna be good, and I think that if John, Jonathan India can bounce back, he's actually gonna be very good for fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where do you, where do you got? Did you say we have him ranked, man, or did I miss that? I did not, and I could tell you in two seconds. So yeah, India, I actually have pretty high. Funny enough, I have him at, at number ten overall at second base. But okay. again, yeah. second base is pretty putrid. So I mean, but I'm also kind of okay with having him in my second base with that upside. Worst case, I'll just stream the position, or if you know, Mr. Victor Victor gets second um, second base eligibility. That's Victor Vargas, just for everybody's information. Matt Miguel Vargas. Miguel Vargas. Boy? Yeah, my bad. It's been a long day. Oh Lord, Matt, that's your boy too. Damn, I got I got to get in contact with Mister Miguel Vargas and tell him that yeah. you forgot his name, my brother. But but we that's that that is a big rumor. Let's throw that out there while we while we we're on the subject. Let's just throw it out there for the fans. So if you guys if you guys listen to us, you know who Miguel Vargas is because then Matt that's Matt's boy. That the rumor is that Miguel Vargas might get second base eligibility because he's gonna possibly get the opportunity to start at second base for the Los Angeles Dodgers this season. 
But with that being said, let me give you my two cents on Jonathan India, and then we'll keep it pushing here. I got Jonathan India at number 12. You know, last year he was dealing with, I believe it was a hamstring issue, and it kind of, something like that can linger all year long. You know, let's hope, uh, you know, Johnny Boy gets it going this year. And he's uh, he could be a 5-2 guy, especially if that Reds team, you know, around him is good for the counting stats. Could give you around 20 bombs, you know, chip in over 10 steals. Batting average, let's see. You know, he's a career 260 hitter right now. So let's see where that goes for the kid. And I just want to see if I could give you guys where he's going right now in uh, in NFBC ADP over the next month. I mean, over the last month. So actually, it looks like you can get him at a bargain right now. Yeah. Right now, Jonathan India, 14th second baseman, 180th pick. I think that's a steal. So we're going to go to our next guy here. And we'll, let's uh, – Matt, uh, well, you want me to take it? You want me to just keep going here and talk about Hunter Green for a little bit? Yeah, let's do that. All right, brother. So Hunter Green, guys, once again, I believe we talked about him, and I don't know if it was our um, Rising Stars episode or if it was our Pitchers to Target episode, but Matt and I gave um, a, a nice little Hunter Green rant in that one. And I know it's it's going to be a pain for me to get this going, but I got to do it here. I want to give you how he finished the season last year because I just have to talk about it. Hunter Green finished the year on a tear, an absolute tear. So he had a game in on July 4th against the Mets. He gave up six runs, right? But after that, the kid just took off. So it was eight starts after that one, you know, from July 9th to October 8th, eight starts for Hunter Green. 46 innings, 66 Ks, 175 ERA, and that whip was absolutely beautiful. It was right at 099. So Hunter Green's got that elite fastball. He throws gas. He's he's working on, you know, um some of those uh breaking pitches from what I've heard. And he's still only going to be 23 years old this year. Uh I have him ranked. Let's see where I got him ranked, gentlemen. I know him. I'm kind of high on him. I don't know if I'm higher than most of the industry, but I have him ranked as my number 45 starting pitcher. I, I think yeah, he's a little bit of a ballsy pick, but I'm super high on him this year. I, I could see myself taking him as my starting pitcher four. If you can get him as your starting pitcher five, I think that's an absolute steal. Let me just see if I can get that ADP for you guys. Yeah, 42, 42 over the last month, NFBC ADP, pick 114. So that's where you got to take him if you want you some hunter green in your life. Yeah, buddy, I got him at 43, so we're, I'm right on par with ADB, ADP. So, you know, but let's talk about another guy that's phenomenal on the Reds, and that's a pitcher as well. That's going to be Mr. Nick Lodolo. So if you guys were listening last year, I was all over Nick Lodolo from the jump. I said that you need to scoop him up and you need to get him quick because this kid's going to be a talent and a half. And I was right. Uh, through 103 innings pitch, he had 131 strikeouts, a 1-2-4-8 whip, which is a little bit on the high side, but I think that comes down this year if he gets a little bit more control. Uh, he had a 3.66 ERA with with four Ws. So, I mean, to be completely honest, this kid is doing all the things that are on my first year pitcher, first year in the bigs pitcher checklist. Right? Got a low uh, mid three ERA, whips kind of high, but that is what it is, and that's usually a, a little trademark for these kind of guys. And the Ks or the K per nine is hot, is much higher than it than than it needs to be than than average. So. That is all the checklist for somebody that's going to build on that for the next year and be, you know, dominant next year. I, I really have uh, big faith in him. He's a little bit lower in my rankings than Hunter Green, but he's not too far off. I actually have him a pitcher number fifty, so that's like your fourth, fifth ish pitcher in a twelve man league. Depending on how how the, how the draft falls to you, 
I think he's going to be a great, great, great addition on your team this year. Yeah, Matt. Uh, I'm 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 fairly high on Nick Lodolo too. I got him at 51 NFBC ADP over the last month's pitcher 50 pick 128. Uh, Lodolo's good. You know, he he had a great minor league career. Whip, as you said, Whip was a little bit high last year. Uh, I think the thing is, is he's got great stuff. He he leads with that sinker, right? And the sinker is very good. He actually throws fairly hard too. He's approaching 95 miles an hour on that fastball. I think if he gets that that sinker down a little bit, throws that fastball a little bit more, we're gonna see a very dominant starting pitcher. You know, uh, you go out there and try and get him as like your your SP five, SP four is once again a little bullish on a guy like Lodolo, but you can go out there and do it. You know, so we're gonna head into our last team here, and if you guys uh, haven't seen already, got the Cubs gear on here going, and uh, it's a Chris Bryant jersey. Chris Bryant's my guy. You know, just gotta throw a little love for my boy KB. But with that being said, right, let's dive right into the Chicago Cubs outlook from this year. And we're going to start with a newly acquired player from them, and that's Mr. Dansby Swanson, right? Now, if you guys had Dansby last year, he was an absolute unit of a player in that Braves lineup. He hit 277. He had, oh, God, this is, yeah, okay. He had 277 in 100. He played all 162 games, 99 runs, 25 bombs, 96 RBIs, 18 steals. Now, here's the thing, right? Those counting stats are probably going to come down. It's it's the Chicago Cubs. I know they, they're trying to put a team together where, you know, things could go right. If everything goes right, maybe things work out for Dansby Swanson. They did pick up Cody Bellinger. Let's see how he does. They got uh, Matt Mervis coming up. We'll talk about him on our prospect episode. They picked up Trey Mancini. They got Ian Happ, uh, you know, and they got a decent team. But uh, Dansby Swanson is coming off the board as the number nine shortstop right now, NFBC ADP over the last month. Pick 78. That's a little bit high for my blood. I got Dansby ranked at... Number 16 shortstop for me right now, and that's just because this uh, shortstop's deep. A lot of guys I like over him that I would, you know, take. But Dansby could be a five-tool guy. So if he's your guy, I'm not going to blame you. It's just not somebody – he's not somebody I'm really reaching for this year. Yeah, buddy, I'm right on par with you. I got him as my 14th overall shortstop. I'm not too great – happy with the landing spot, truthfully. Let's get this last guy in. Mr. Japanese sensation over here, Mr. Seiya Suzuki. He came in last year with, you know, like a bat out of hell, and then he just dealt with some injuries. But in that time that he actually did play, he he actually was pretty impressive. At three, he had 397 at bats. He had 260. Uh, he had a 262 uh, average. He had uh, 14 home runs, 54 runs, 46 ribbies, and I mean, what more can you ask for the guy for the first time in the bigs coming over from the Japanese league? I think that he's going to be building on it. Luckily, there is other talent in the league now, unlike last year. So, you know, having Dansby in the lineup, probably hitting in front of him. And with Cody Bellinger now in the lineup as well, I think that there's some possibility for those counting stats to rise just a tad. I'm not drafting him too high. I'm not super bullish on him. I, You know, he, he's still, you know, something. Actually, I have him pretty damn high. I have him at 23. So never mind. You know, I forget oh, sometimes, yeah. guys. Yeah, I got him high. Um, you know what it is? It's just I'm a fan to say he's probably going to fall now that I'm looking at my rankings again. It's been, a, been about a week or two. Probably move him down more like to 29, right under Jock Peterson, which is kind of a little bit more appropriate. Still like your catch, uh, your outfielder three, but I still feel like it's an appropriate spot, being that outfield is really not as great as it used to be. You know, we're going to have an influx of talent come once after, after you after our prospect episode. But yeah, that's really about it on Sega for me. 
Yeah, Matt, I'm just going to chime in and say I got him as my 33rd outfielder. So if you do move him down, we're a little bit closer. He he is a, a you know, could could wind up being a 5-2 guy. He did hit for average in um, the Japanese league when he was out there. So, and, you know, he's got steals some bases, 14 bombs in 111 games. Could get you 20-plus bombs. But right now in ADP for the NFBC over the last month, 26th outfielder for Seiya Suzuki, pick 106. Uh, you know, I, I would I would do it. I would take the risk. You get him as your number three outfielder. And you could be happy about it. But, guys, that's going to be it for us today. If you haven't already, you know, make sure you subscribe, comment, rate, review. And uh, thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Come back tomorrow. We'll be breaking down the NL West. And, guys, one last thing. If you enjoy our episode, our podcast in general, make sure you make your second listen every day. Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by our colleague Lindsay. Once again, he is a mastermind with the prospects. And I'll give you, I'll get to let you guys know, if you listen this far, you get a little surprise. We're actually going to have Lindsay on for our prospect episode, so make sure you tune in for that as well. But until next time, see you. Peace.